0: Well, hey there, families. I am so excited that you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. This one is a conversation with just Terry and I. We are talking to you about how you can do hard things. And I've wanted to record on this subject for quite some time because I have noticed that so many times the parents that are inside of my Bonfire Membership Program they really get to kind of magic unlocked so to speak once they make it through a really intense situation or challenge with their child and instead of resorting to the fear and force and intimidation and overpowering and controlling all those tactics that they have may have used in the past that kind of just snuffed out a situation and made Their kids stop. So, air quotes, I'm saying made in air quotes, made their kids stop. Um, When they actually are able to move through an intense misbehavior or challenge with full dignity and connection and respect and self control and self regulation on the other side of that is where they really start to feel the power of what it actually looks like to influence your children with true integrity. Again, without relying on those tactics um, that do not feel good when you lay your head on the pillow at night. What I've noticed though, is that a lot of parents never make it through those emotional storms or through those really intense, challenging situations because they just don't feel like it's possible. They feel like it is, you know, there's, they just maybe don't have enough support. They don't have enough courage. They don't have, um, you know, confidence in the tools, whatever it may be that I find that if they can't, they don't ever make it through a really intense, hard time and then get on the other side of it and go, oh my gosh, I did it, I used the tools, and not only did they work, but everybody is feeling respected, everybody is understanding that the firm, kind limits in our home is not going to change. However, the way we get through challenging times, the way we endure, the way we persevere, the way we um, build resilience in this home, and the fact that we will 100% not budge on the fact that we respect one another and that we do not hurt one another in this home, like that is just where the magic happens. So I really wanna do everything I can possible to support you to get through those intense times and so terry and i are going to tell you some stories today about some actually some sports analogies we are a surfing family so you're going to hear us talk about some situations in the surfing world where we were scared we were (laughs) unsure of ourselves and we had to pull on our confidence we had to pull on our training we had to pull on self-control and self-regulation strategies um, to really get us through some intense hard things. And at the end of this episode, you'll hear us kind of tie it all together where we um, help you understand how the sports analogies and the hard things we've made it through, um, especially when it comes to surfing, how, what that has to do and how that is the exact same thing as getting through intense, hard things in our parenting walk. So I hope that makes sense. I hope you enjoy this episode. It is really, I think, a an important subject that I want you guys to really understand. I see you, I admire you, and I believe in you. You may not believe in yourself, and you may have doubts all day long um, that, you know, positive parenting, like, will it really work? Will compassion and dignity and respect and connection actually influence your children to behave and listen well because they truly respect you, not because they have to? Like, You may still be doubting those things, but I see you. I believe in you. I know now that I'm a decade into it and have been using these strategies for 10 years, I know with a thousand million gazillion percentage (laughs) that these strategies work. You just have to find the courage and the tenacity and the persistence to use them every day in your parenting walk, to use them even amidst the hardest situations where a child is melting down. Or um, a situation has gone, you know, really in a different direction where you are just don't know what to do in the moment and you have to call on your self control and your self regulation techniques to kind of calm yourself down before you teach an important life lesson. But I see you and I believe in you and I am holding you in the light. Even when you can't hold yourself, I want you to think of me, I want you to hear my voice, and I want you to know that you can do hard things. I believe in you here at Fresh Start Family. We will always be here to support you, to give you the tactical actionable steps that you need in this episode. We're more talking about the kind of theoretical side of things, and we're giving you personal stories to give you an example of what it looks like in sports. Um, But we could really talk all day about this because there are a lot of stories in our parenting walk um, where this has come into play, where you really just have to believe in yourself and you have to know that you're going to be okay, that you can get on the other side of the intense situation. And when you do, and when you do that, with grace and dignity and respect and connection and integrity, you are going to feel like a million bucks. So without further ado, you guys enjoy this episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for caring so deeply about your kids and your family. And um, it's just such an honor to support and encourage you. P.S. If you haven't subscribed to the Fresh Start Family Show, make sure you do that. Um, You can click over to iTunes really easily. Just push the subscribe button while you're there. If you could leave a review, it usually takes less than three minutes, and it's a wonderful way to support us here at Fresh Start Family. The more reviews we have, the more we are seen in the iTunes world, which means the more parents from around the world that we can reach with encouragement and support. So thanks, guys. Enjoy this episode. Well, hey there, families, and welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. What's up? Tara and I are excited to talk to you today about how you can do hard things.
1: Yes, it's you gonna, can do it.
0: Yes, it's going to be a bit of a pep talk. And we've, I've wanted to record this episode for a long time um, because it, the, the idea actually came to me when we were in the water one day surfing. And so it's going to be kind of a fun way to take some surfing analogies <laughs> or some i don't know not uh, how would you say this some some observations that i have learned from being a surfer, um, and tie them into similarities in our parenting walk. And I know that may sound really weird, you guys, and you don't have to be a surfer to listen to this episode, um, but there's a, there's a lot that we can learn from surfing that we are going to tie into this this topic. Um, and, and this is what I mean. So when I say you can do hard things, this this happens, I see this a lot in the families that I work with through the Foundations Course or the Bonfair Membership Program, that There comes a time in our parenting walk, like 10,000 times a week, where you have to have confidence. You have to be willing to do some hard work in order to get some great results. And raising young human souls with integrity um, is not always easy. There's going to be a lot of temptations where it's like, it would be easier just to do this or that. It would be easier right now just to lay the smack down or just give in, right? We always teach families here at Fresh Start Family to find the middle ground between too firm and too kind, right? So there's going to be times when you're tempted just to be too firm and revert back to fear and force and intimidation and hurt because you think it will um, show your kids who's boss or you think that it'll just, you know, uh, fix misbehavior really fast. And then there's going to be times when you're tempted to just give in because you're exhausted, you're tired. You don't know what to do, and so then you end up getting into a permissive pattern where your kids don't have strong enough boundaries and rules, and that equals a really bad situation in families, too. So we want you guys to have confidence that when a challenge comes your way... And especially when you try to apply some of the strategies we teach here at Fresh Start Family, such as peaceful conflict resolutions like win-wins, self-calming breaks, um, letting emotional storms pass instead of trying to fix or control your kids. Often that'll come in the form of tantrums or, you know, sometimes, you know, if your kids yeah, go to bed upset, like not needing, having the need to fix everything and and have everyone be happy around you, but instead just to be really firm with your limits sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of examples we could give, but you are going to need courage and bravery and faith that you can do it. Um, I'll give you one example before we get into the points that we're gonna cover here, but um, I remember there was the first time I ever successfully mentored my children through a peaceful conflict resolution situation so this is a, um, a strategy we teach inside of Foundation's course and Bonfire membership program. It's called a win-win and it's basically a way to like um, as parents to work with your kids in a way that doesn't overpower them but instead teaches intrinsic um, self-control, it teaches cooperation, it teaches mutual respect and it teaches creativity because you're engaging your kids' critical thinking skills. And it's basically like I feel blank, I want blank. And, you know, I feel sad. I want to keep playing. And then the parent might say, well, I feel scared that we're going to be late to school and I want you to get in the car. So how are we going to make this work? And then eventually you teach your children to do it. And it is so freaking powerful, you guys. When you teach your children win-wins, it creates children that grow up <laughs> to be much different kinds of human beings than um you know, kids that just were overpowered their whole life. And uh, their parents used intimidation to make them comply. So anyways, back to the story. So we were coming home one night um, when Taryn was four, Stella was seven maybe. I think I've maybe told this story in a different episode. But they used to run in the house and fight over this chair, this hmm. this brown leather chair that was um, a special chair. It was in Stella's room the first year of her life. I nursed her in that chair for, you know, A long, long time and such special memories when we brought her home from the hospital. That was was the big investment piece at that time in our life. And so they would run in this house and at that time we had it in our living room. They would hop in the chair and they would just start fighting over the chair. Our kids have always um, had strong voices, which we love, and so they have a tendency to fight a little bit. It's kind of our big Achilles, you know, Heel around here. Is that the right way to say it? A yeah. Heal? yeah. It's it challenges us over the years. We've really had to dive deep into learning how to work with them in the you know sibling rivalry and conflict arena. But they ran, they'd run in the house and they would just start fighting and pushing over who gets to sit in this chair. And this one night I remember coming in, it was like 6 p.m. I think you were working in Orange County at the time, so you were, weren't getting home till 7 or 8 p.m. at night. And I was tired, I was stressed, and I was like, you know what? We're not going anywhere. We're not doing anything until we successfully get through a win-win. And it might take us a while, but I was so freaking done. And I actually succeeded at using letting my anger fuel my commitment and perseverance and persistence to teach my kids uh, peaceful conflict resolution. So I sat with them until we worked this thing out in this chair. (laughs) And I'll never forget, it took like 25 minutes.
1: Which is is a long time when you're like...
0: It was in yeah. that
1: kind of uh, the, the heat on.
0: Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah. And there were so many moments where I was like, I'm just going to kill him. I'm going to eat my children. And Terry's going to come home and I'm going to be like the insects who eat their own children. <laughs> the praying mantis. Don't yeah. they do that? I think so. I, I don't know. I always I say that. Like, it's, sometimes it feels like an accomplishment when you don't eat your young. Right. Um, there's some type of insect out there that eats their own young. Anyways, I digress, but back to the story. Um, And so what's cool about that story that is so imprinted in my brain is I remember being extremely frustrated, feeling like at any moment I was gonna freak out and just send them both to bed without dinner, which I had done some nights, like there, there were nights when I didn't make it through, but this night I did and I was able to endure and stay patient and stay in a mentorship state. And at the end of 25 minutes, I remember they were like, okay, cool, we've got a deal, mom. And they were hugging. They were high-fiving. Their, their relationship was strengthened. My faith that they were able to work out differences on their own was strengthened because, you know, as parents with kids who fight a lot, so many times a positive parenting educator will tell you, you got to teach your kids how to work it on their own. And you're like, yeah, right. I don't know if that's possible. Well, this proved it's possible. You just have to have patience and believe in them, and that's the cool thing about peaceful conflict negotiation or win-wins is that at the end, since nobody is overpowered or forced to comply, it strengthens relationships and it teaches your children to hang in with each other. It teaches them critical thinking skills. It teaches them creativity. It teaches them empathy. It teaches them just healthy relationship skills. So, but that is extremely tough that, you know, Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that you're highlighting here is uh, around the idea of you can do hard things. I think there's going to be this thing that comes up a lot when people either listen to um, the podcast or start to dive into some of these ways of of handling situations like, but that's going to take a long time. What if I put all the time into it and it still doesn't work? Or what if, um, what if this, what if that, I think yeah. we're here to encourage you to say it's all worth it keep going, do it anyways. It didn't work the last time. Do it again.
0: Cause it will, stay, it will long term. Stay,
1: s- stay with it. Stay with it. Yeah. And I think that's where, um, you know, we just want to get people out of the, um, the mindset that everything has to be a quick fix. Um, pretty, pretty move, move along with your day. There was, Perfect. you know, there was a mess. We cleaned it up. It's done. It's over. It got swept under the rug and with all the other messes and we just keep going. It's like, sometimes it's going to take some time and sometimes it's going to be messy.
0: And hard and emotional and emotional. And, emotional. Yeah. and,
1: and it, it's going it, to, but on the other side of it, wow, it it is amazing. And I yes. think that's where this analogy to surfing comes in. Yeah. To parenthood, especially, and I'll let you tell some stories, Wendy, but, you know, I think before you even um, get go into like even the idea of surfing and you can draw your own analogy here too. if it's skiing, snowboarding, running a marathon, uh, hiking, anything where there is this idea where there's you have a plan, but you also have all these other elements that could just throw that plan right out the window and you could fail and you could fail
0: and you could get hurt
1: and you could get hurt. And you could get into situations where you're like, how did I get into this situation? This is not the plan. (laughs) This was not. This was not part of the plan. Yeah. I think that's a big one for people to acknowledge is like, there's this plan that you have in your own head for parenting. And it's like, would you, would you rather just have this fantasy in your head that this is the way it's going to go? And then try to will your way along through life to try to keep it to that plan? Or would you rather prepare yourself for all the situations that are probably going to come up anyways, that you can actually say, okay, well, I've got a tool. I, All right. So I paddled out. I thought I was going to get all the way out with my, my hair dry. Right. <laughs> oh, that didn't happen. Yeah. I got caught by a set. So would you rather just be prepared for what do you do when you're caught inside by a set wave? Or... Well, how do you stay calm in the situation where you weren't expecting it and you got blindsided by it? So yeah. that's where I think that's where the analogy starts for me cool. is, is, like, it's not bad to have a plan. You should totally plan. I, you know, um, being around some of the best surfers in the world, they always have a plan.
0: Yeah. But and usually, they've trained hard. Yeah. and
1: they've trained hard, but usually there is an even bigger plan for what happens when the plan goes wrong. Yes. Or what happens when the plan doesn't go to plan?
0: Yep, and, and we're going to yep, yeah. we're going to talk about that. So, number 1, we're going to talk about how it's important to acknowledge fear and and um really face it. Number 2, we're going to talk about the importance of breath and calmness, and then number 3, how to um, stick to a plan and your training like Terry's talked about and be able to adapt, not but, but, and, and then number four, celebrate your courage and bravery. So, um, I'll give you one more example before we just really hop into why this ties into sports and for us surfing is, um, you know, we had an episode about enduring tantrums with grace. I think that's the episode name, but it was with, we interviewed an incredible father named Joel Mitchell. And um, that's a good one to listen to. If this really resonates with you and you're like, Whoa, I want to, I want to like train on this. Um, But he talks about how he, um, how we can endure sometimes those tantrums with toddlers And even older kids can have tantrums. Let's be real, Um, or extreme. You know, big season, big moments of misbehavior. But that. The, the episode where we interviewed him, he talked about there was like about a 25-minute tantrum he endured with his little girl, and it was so beautiful. He happened to tape it. It went viral on YouTube, but um, the endurance was so incredible, and what he spoke to us about how he made it through that was so beautiful, but so many parents don't make it through. They think, oh my gosh, like I, got, I have to stop this tantrum. I have to stop this emotional outburst. I have to make sure this... Like, oh, no, they're going to break something. They're going to, they can't hit me, like, why they're tantruming. They can't, this, this is not okay. Like, they, they cannot act like this, right? Like, and so you try to snuff it out. You try to fix it. You, you cap the emotions. You come in and you externally control it. When we're saying to you, that's just another example, just like the win-win chair was another example of, no, there's a different way. You can actually get through this fully with what we teach here at Fresh Start Family which is you don't <laughs> try to fix tantrums when your child's in a tantrum. You deal with it in a calm time. You, you learn about tantrums, which is a totally different beast than misbehavior. That's a, I think we have an episode on tantrums, don't we? I don't yep. know. I get confused with bonfire membership lessons. And yes, what were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say, I'm even going to throw something out there that like, when, when you actually decide to not endure through this stuff and yell... Um, overpower, use Thanks. fear and force. You've actually quit.
0: Yes, yes. You you, you actually,
1: can. if we're using the analogy, you quit. You tapped out. You went to the beach, and you're just being a loudmouth. On, on the beach.
0: Yes. But you Same. never caught the wave. Okay. We got to get, we got to get yeah, him, like, yeah, yeah. surfing now. We got to tell him why this is. Yeah.
1: Go ahead. Okay.
0: Okay. okay. But yeah. But so, so, like so if yeah. Joel,
1: like, so just to put a, put a bow on Joel's story, like, you know, he sat there and, and endured this and he got to see the beautiful thing on the other side of it. If he would have snuffed out that tantrum that that young, young child was having, um, or, you know, just tried to, to fix it in the moment or to do all the things that most parents kind of feel this pull to do. Yeah. I would suggest that you are actually quitting.
0: Yeah. Well, you moment. never, you, got, you he, like there's so many things that he talks about, comp, the beauty from the result of that, yeah. which you, if you guys are listening and you haven't heard that episode, you're like, what are you talking about? What is the beauty of enduring a tantrum? Like, yeah, right. Like you just survive it. Well, no, we actually teach you that there is other things like connection, trust, safety the father-daughter bond that comes from a little girl not being hurt by her father when she is learning how to handle her emotions and deal with oncoming sickness and extreme exhaustion like there's just so much beauty and self-control that comes from that story in particular that that if you quit halfway or fix or do all those things, you wouldn't get to experience that on the other side of things. Yep. And, and it's a long-term thing like that, that, sub, that one of the results of that story of Joel Mitchell could be when his daughter is a teenager, the way she feels in relationship to her father. Yeah. So it's uh, some deep stuff, but it's, it's beautiful. So, okay, let's tell you why the surfing thing um, really resonates with Terry and I. So, um, and so, so in surfing, um there's a big learning period this is my acknowledgement of it it took like i've done a lot of sports in my life i was a competitive springboard diver growing up i was a skier since i was five um and i started surfing later in life and it was the hardest sport ever to pick up because it's always changing there's definitely a a strong life or death component um you sometimes get hurt And um, you have to be an extremely strong swimmer. You have to um, be courageous when it comes to, like, sharks and stingrays and jellyfish and all that kind of stuff. You have to have a crazy amount of endurance and um, perseverance because a lot of times it's not a sport that people just get overnight. Like, there's so many different elements of learning this sport that you have to hang in there and have the long-term goals. But there have been many situations where, um, you know, I have been – looking on the beach, or let's just use the example of when we were in Fiji once, and it was like one of the first few times we had surfed Cloud Break, which is one of like the biggest, most heaviest waves in the world. And I remember the fear, so point number one that we wanna teach you guys is acknowledge fear and just face it, feel it. Don't hide it, don't try to deny it, don't think that it's weak. Fear is a healthy human emotion, feeling scared. And I remember the first time this fear came up was like, should Should I set my alarm for 5 a.m. to go out with the guys to surf Cloudbreak? Because you don't really know how big it's going to be. You can't tell from the resort on Tavarua. You you like you can get up in the the tree house and look with binoculars but you don't really know and if you go all the way out on this boat and um sit there like you're not gonna, the, the boat's gonna be there for three hours so are you really gonna sit on the boat when you're a competitive person like me hell no i'm gonna paddle out so if i get on that boat i'm committing to paddling out at a freaking cloud break which is heavy right so you have to make so that the fear comes up and then you get out there and you look at it and you're like okay all right, like fear, whoa, I feel scared, I feel scared, it's big, is it not big, can I do this? Um, like the other day when we went to paddle out, there was like a shark sign, <laughs> it's another way of like, oh, that feels, that feels scary, and I can do this. So back to the Fiji story, I remember hopping off the boat, and um, this this one particular memory of like, you know, catching a wave, and then paddling back out, and this, this swell had grown like, Really, really big, quickly. I don't know if you remember this. uh, This this session where the lifeguard, the boatman, was like literally like watching me. He was like, Mm -hmm. "Is she okay?" (laughs) Because I was just like I was getting worked on the inside, and I was so. This is now to point number two, is um as I was getting kind of worked on the inside, um and trying to make it back out. This giant set flares up, and you have to often in surfing when that happens you have to like scramble to get back out on the outside and if you do it in a crazy way you whether you're talking about duck diving and getting held down or just having the oxygen to paddle fast and duck dive successfully under waves you have to have good breath and you have to remain calm that is like a strong component of being a surfer because if you are freaked out and panicking in that red part of your zone that fight flight or freeze then you're not going to be able to hold your breath as long underneath water. You're not going to be able to be as fast. Um, and it's, it's just not good. Um, and then after that session, I remember I made it and it was like, whoa, that was heavy. It honestly was like the gnarliest surf session of my life. But when we got back to the boat, I remember I could like barely pull myself in those, those boats are so hard to get into. And but I sat on the boat going back like I did it. I did it! I freaking just did that! I just surfed cloud break on surfed cloud break on a really big day, and it was phenomenal. I felt like I could I could conquer the world now, and I I probably didn't even get many waves, but it was it was just the fact that I did it. I persevered. I was able to feel the braveness and the courage because I felt scared and I did it anyways. And this has happened many many times. It happened. Um, when we were, had a a date night in Carlsbad a few months ago and, and, or gosh, that probably was longer now, but it was really big. And I remember being like, Oh, I don't really want to paddle out. It's really intense. I'm scared. I'm going to get hurt. But then I did it. We had a good session. We came back in and then afterwards I was like, yes, I feel good. I feel like I can do anything now, whether it's parenting or a business or relationship. And so that's kind of my, my analogy to it. hey there families i have a question for you what if you could be an effective firm and kind parent without relying on fear force bribery and rewards wouldn't that feel so good can i get a heck yes I know, you guys all want this. But the problem is, parenting for you hasn't been what you imagined and has you feeling exhausted, frustrated, and worried instead of joyful and confident. You're sick and tired of relying on threats and raising your voice to get your kids to listen. And you may even feel like you're stuck in Groundhog's Day cycle because you've inherited an outdated parenting model that no longer works to influence kids to listen and cooperate well. Trust me, you guys, I have so been there before too, but I've found a simple solution to end the drama. Introducing my new Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint program that is such a simple way to step into learning with Fresh Start Family. This new program of mine is very, very affordable and includes a simple blueprint and step-by-step plan where you'll get a video training on the Fresh Start Family four-step firm and kind parenting process, as well as a learning guide and a printable pack to make teaching kids easy. Don't wait another second. Families head over to firmandkindparentingblueprint.com to check out this new program and get started today. What would you say, Terry? What would you add to that?
1: Oh, I'm just seeing this whole thing of like the boat is is positive parenting. You got to oh, just nice. you, you got to get in the boat. <laughs> yeah. You gotta get in the boat. You gotta trust that you're you're gonna go out there. You're um, that you're going to make the right decisions. That you can stay calm. And it doesn't mean go out there without any training. That's that's where people come in alongside of you to help you. Um, yeah. That's that's where Fresh Start Family comes in to help you and give you the tools. That's you know, Wendy didn't go out there as like um, this is her first time surfing you know, she had learned some of these basic things. She knew that she needed to stay calm in those moments where there were sets or else she wouldn't be able to hold her breath as long. She knew some of these concepts and she had to trust them, get in the boat and go. And then also know that she had, um, you know, some mentors around her that were also going to support her in the form of the boatman and her friends and things like that to where you're surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded that also have the same tools and and you're going to do it anyways but you're never going to get to the other side or that feeling that she describes if you don't get in the boat
0: yeah and and what he's this this particular surf break in fiji is and what we mean by the boat is you cannot you have to get on a boat and it's a 20-minute boat ride to the break so you can't just sit on the beach and pop in like you have to make a commitment like we talked about it's a 20-minute boat ride to the middle of the ocean um, so, so yeah, like, and, and can you think Terry of some like bigger days where, um, cause, cause I like in our relationship, we've been surfing together for, I don't know, 10, 15 years. And I'm always the one that like experiences feeling scared more than you. I feel like you never are scared, but there's gotta, there have to have been some days, whether it's in a cloud break possibly, or somewhere where you had this same feeling of being scared. Cause it's gotta be pretty big for you to feel scared, but can you share like how you, you went through the same process and how you can see it being similar to, to parenting? Because the breath and the calmness is so important.
1: Yeah. Like, um, no, I've definitely been scared before lots of times. Um, I think you, you build upon that, that courage, too, the more and more situations you see yourself through. Um, what
0: about Hawaii? You were just in Hawaii doing that photo shoot. Um, with,
1: uh, yeah, with Nathan Florence. Yes. And you paddled
0: out on that giant sweat. I sweat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, it was, um, so that was a big day and I paddled out to shoot photos of him at log cabins and it was on a growing swell. Like you described, it's like, it was small in the morning, and then it was just starting to get bigger and bigger by like every 10 minutes the sets were were getting bigger. It was raining, we were the only people out so that's like cool, but at the same time a little spooky too. Yes. Um, and the
0: it, doesn't the water get a little murky when it rains and there's like it's like shark. Well, country. This, uh, this
1: day actually was super clear. The water oh, was nice. really like perfectly blue. But underneath the water is like you know there's coral heads, there's sharp like reef and everything yeah. down there. And I'm swimming. Um, yeah, you were right because so, so, you had your camera. Yeah, so I'm swimming, and um, and yeah, it was kind of like the waves. Uh, weren't breaking in exactly the same place all the time too so i constantly had to look to see if i was going to get like taken out by a set while i'm also trying to shoot a video clip and things like that yeah
0: so there was double the the feeling of being scared i'm pretty sure and you can call it pressure if you want but i'm going to just call it feeling scared because you had to nail some shots being the the water photographer well back up so back up he's sari's a creative director by trade and he is in hawaii on the north shore of oahu to, to shoot a campaign And so there's, um, there's pressure to get good shots. There's pressure to get good things. Right. And you had this idea, like no one had actually expected you to paddle out and get these water shots. It was a bit of a creative decision. Like, you know what? Surf's up. He wanted to surf and you're like, killer. I got my rig. Let's go. But it was, you had to trust yourself in that moment. So I'm pretty sure that was the first initial thought, the fear that came up. Right. You were like, this is an awesome idea. And then you were like, oh snap, can I pull this off? Am I good enough? Can i do this am i a good enough swimmer and everyone on the beach was like whoa bro what are you doing like even the lifeguard right was like uh who's that guy and why is he out there
1: so the yeah this this goes into kind of back when i was talking about your plan like you're like you have something in your head like in the morning it was like yeah cool so we're going to do these shots in the morning. Right. And then midday, we'll check the waves. It looks like it might be kind of fun. And I'll swim out with you. We'll get a couple shots. And then after that, we'll go do this. Right. So here came this point in time where it was time to go shoot this. And it, had, like, it was easily twice as big as it was that morning. Yeah. It was and really everybody was horrendous. looking at me like, you still want to do this?
0: Right. Yes. Everyone was doubting you. They, yeah, I, I was with you guys in the afternoon and yeah. everyone was like, we Every, thought Taylor everyone was, was doubting me.
1: But, you know, honestly, I didn't I also don't want to uh, put this in there that it was like somehow this like this reverse psychology peer pressure or right. that I did something stupid. I actually just had to gut check myself, yeah. look out there and say, remind myself who I was, what I knew how to do. Yeah. And I knew I could do hard things and I knew if I did what I know how to do that I could trust myself in this situation, even though it was scary. yeah, And even though it was it was hard. Um, and
0: there were risks involved.
1: And there were risks involved. So yeah, I Wendy's describing, I swam out about um, a minute after I was swimming out, the lifeguard on like a four wheeler came up to my colleagues, my friends who were shooting from the beach. They were like, Who's that guy and what is he doing out there?
0: Right. Is he
1: and, okay? And uh they were like, yeah, he's shooting Nathan Florence. And is he a good swimmer? Is he, can he handle it? But yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good body surfer. You know, I think he's I think he's OK. And the like I said, OK, all right, fine. That's but fine. The, okay. the, there was definitely this like, you know, shadow of a doubt around yeah. everybody. And um, so, yeah, I got out in that situation. I saw uh, there were turtles out there. I swam, um, got the shots that I needed. And then when it was time to come in, I was scared oh, this, again. This is the best part. I, I was part. I, I was scared to come in because really then it's like okay, how do I get from outside where the waves are breaking all the way into shore without getting annihilated, hitting a, a coral head, or getting caught by a set, or just getting embarrassed by getting like yeah. full shore break onto the like beach and like <laughs> with a
0: camera in your hand that with you a camera in my use. hand.
1: And like being on like kook slams or something right, like that. Right. Yeah. So um, so, anyways, I just again decided to trust myself. Nathan had just gotten a wave. He was paddling back out towards me. I and saw was one. Was
0: there breath and calmness involved? Like absolutely. I want to make sure we don't skip over that. Every
1: every moment of the way was trust.
0: I can do this. Be yeah, yeah.
1: staying calm, slow, steady breath. Um, staying engaged, being aware of my surroundings, not living in my own head, yes. but being aware of my surroundings and just slowing down.
0: Yes, because that we've had some really strong mentors in both parenting and in Waterman world. Um, teach us this concept so that's why I want you to, to just pause on the story real quick to make sure you you focus on this for a second because when you're in a heightened state you guys and you are like you want to stick to a firm limit and your child is freaking out or you um, you know are really wanting to resist your pride and ego to lay the smack down when you felt hurt when you've heard us teach that you don't have to lay the smack down when you feel hurt when you um, want to show compassion but you are struggling and you're like fires coming out of your head or when you want to give grace which is again is unmerited um, favor right like it's it's almost like someone doesn't deserve it but you want to give them compassion and grace like but again you're so like tempted to do something the breath and the calmness is huge and I remember Kimmy um
1: Kimmy Werner yeah
0: yes Kimmy Werner who's an incredible water woman she's a um free diver she's a fisher fisher (laughs) woman. She's like a mermaid. Um, But she was in a really beautiful film. um, Fish People. Fish People. Was that made by Patagonia?
1: Yeah. uh, Keith Malloy and Patagonia.
0: So in this film, she walks us through how she goes down, she dives deep and and a free diver means that she does it all with breath. She doesn't use tanks. And she actually goes down and, and fishes and provides for her family. And she's just like, she's... Big time sponsored but she's incredible the longest she's ever been in the water is like five minutes and six, 40 seconds or something she swam with giant sharks like that movie is so insane you guys would love it you got to check it out but she talks about the, the breath and the calmness that she has before she goes under and then even almost like the underwater um what she goes through in the calmness that has to do with the training she does has done on land because she makes it about like at minute two or minute two and a half she goes into a deeper sense of calm like she actually it'll flare up and say oh no you're you're losing breath or you better go up soon and she actually has a process where she deepens her calmness and that allows her to double her time underneath water so it's just really important that, like, when you think back to this story with Nathan Florence, um, how there, there was a point when you really had to, like, deal with that internal dialogue and calm yourself down, breathe through your nose, out through your breath, uh, out through your um, um, mouth. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and Now, if you have any questions, firststartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind.
1: Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers.
0: So, anyways, okay. So now, go so, on. So then,
1: yeah. And if if I would have given in to any of those things that Wendy's talking about, if I would have freaked out in my head, or or just like given in to the chatter in my head of all the fear, or flared up or anything of this stuff, none of this would have been possible. So yes, yeah, staying in that zone. And then, so Nathan's paddling back out. I decide it's time for me to get in. Um, now I can either just try to time it to where I swim in in between sets, or I can body surf a wave in. And I said to myself. I'm going to do this. So I turn around, a wave came right to me. I swam for it. I kicked as hard as I could. Um, body surfed this wave with the camera in my hand, um, got a barrel right in front of Nathan as he's paddling back out his <laughs> hands in the air. And oh I gosh. was able to get into like maybe 15 yards from being in, get a good look at the shore break, navigate my way in, get my, get to my feet, walk up the beach, and whew,
0: And that feeling in that moment was what?
1: Oh, it was just, it was pure joy and exhilaration. Like, like all of my muscles were like awake. My mind was still in a state of calm, but it was in this, like, it was, it was, it was bursting in a, on fire in a different, totally different way.
0: And how about courage, bravery, and empowerment? Were those three like on, on level 1000?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And again, if I if I hadn't have done it, if I would have just stayed on the beach, it wouldn't have happened. If I would have given in to the voices in my head, it wouldn't have happened. You might again, have gotten hurt. Yeah. Again, I am not advising that people do things that are going to, um, that are just stupid. Yeah. I wouldn't have done this if it was just stupid. This was, this was a challenge that I'd been training for for a long time, you know, without even acknowledging that I'd been training for it. I was, I was ready, but I would just say, keep, you know, in, in your parenting walk, keep putting yourself into those challenges and these, um, equipping yourself with these tools that keep you in this calm state of mind so that you can make the decisions that actually will get you to the other side. Because I think what, what, you know, what we're also trying to say is like, if you give into these, Um, These moments where you're just flared up, where you're angry and you're acting and you're just reacting out of um, all of this anger and frustration that things didn't go to plan or
0: you're scared of what could happen or
1: possibly even worse. Like some parents may just completely disconnect and just decide just to opt out of like even having a relationship with their kids or medicating themselves through drugs and alcohol and just completely checking out. Or giving up on your marriage or walking away from your kids, things like that. That's like you, you didn't even get in the boat or you didn't even get in the water or you didn't even try to learn about what it, what you would even do in those situations. So we're just yeah. here to encourage you through these stories to say um, you can do hard things.
0: Yeah. And what I will say about that story or about my cloud break story, um, well, let's just focus on that story you just told us, Terry, is that will probably be one of the most memorable um, experiences of your life. And that's actually what happens in parenting too. Like the chair, the the peaceful conflict negotiation chair story will be one of the most memorable experiences in my life. There's a story, I'm not going to tell it now, but it's like, after basically I went to my first year infinite life weekend course where I had the, my first experience of remaining calm with Stella Um, Through a really intense emotional outburst and we had a moment where we actually like I allowed her to move through her emotions and I handled myself with integrity which was a big change I had not before that moment and I was one of the first times I ever actually heard what she was saying to me and really truly felt connected after that freedom to be weekend, but that is another experience because I made it through it and I had the courage to do it. it, it it is one of the most memorable experiences of my life and it's the most one of the most life-changing experiences in my life so that's what we want you guys to be able to do when you have these big situations with your kids where yeah it's gonna take courage when you you know you hear us coaching and teaching about this your ability to stay calm or model um, what you want your kids to learn um, that is going to take some intense, moments. There is going to be messiness around this. There is going to be moments where you're, you know, you have a toddler or a child who is freaking out, throwing things hitting saying nasty things like because they're in a pattern they're in a dance with you right um, and you're learning you're you're showing up to learn with Fresh Start family how to do things differently but they're it's going to take them a little bit of time because they've had it modeled to them in a different way for a while and now it's going to take them a little bit to get on board you're going to have to practice what we're talking about through those moments just this last week in our bonfire membership program we had a family who is newer to the work, and they've they've had a pattern with their strong-willed child for many many years, where they were using fear, force, intimidation, and overpowering to try to control her intensity. Uh, and you know, so many of us raising power kids, we we are very, very familiar with the intensity that comes along with these children. But they've been using that for so long, and now they're about a month into switching it up, and they're kind of like, "Whoa, we feel like things are getting worse." And I was explaining to them that this often happens with some children because we when we decide to break the dance and end the painful generational cycle and learn to do things a different way whew. They actually feel unsafe. They feel like we are deserting them. They feel um, just confused and unconfident. Their self-confidence often plummets because they know how to do the dance, the power struggle, the revenge behavior back and forth. They know um, that if they push our buttons, we're going to come in and overpower them or hurt them or harm them or say things that are nasty. And so it's a form of engagement that gets real nasty in families, and it'll go on for life if parents don't end it, right? But But to actually have the courage to break that cycle and then make it through when those kids are kind of questioning it, freaking out and going, wait a second, I always push your buttons and you always react. My
1: role in this was to do this. Wait, we're not doing that anymore? Yeah,
0: you're supposed to yell at me and this is not going to come out with your child saying to you, wait a second, when I've said no in the past, you've always... Put your finger in my face or you've always yelled at me or you've always made me go to my room or you've always threatened to spank me like aren't you gonna do that now they're not gonna say that to you they're just going to freak out. They're going to do anything they can to remain safe in their habitual dance which we have taught them. So it's it's a whole it's an it's a topic for a whole nother episode and we will record on that soon Terry because it's very important. But um but families, you know, I I've seen it over and over again in our bonfire membership program. The families who have the courage to see that period through and this doesn't happen to every family. But the ones who were pretty deep in the fear and force for longer periods of time they experience it more than families who have just been doing things. But we experienced it, right? Stella oh, we got totally did. Stella got and way worse. It was
1: really helpful though to imagine it as a dance yeah. that had been taught to our our child by doing things a certain way for a certain amount of time. They get really used to it, and then you try to change it up. And even though you're changing up, changing it up um, with you know a much more positive outcome, they'll usually like. They might tangle with you more to be like, yeah. "No, this is my sense of belonging." Is actually every n- every night at eight o'clock we get into a fight.
0: Yeah, and, and then like I you, stay you, up you, longer. Yeah,
1: yep. It, and it doesn't—it's nonsensical. But please, this is again an encouragement of you can do hard things. Yeah. See it through. Actually, go all the way through. This is a, it goes back to the analogy of like you're getting on the boat. You're going to be in the water. You might get caught by a set. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. And get Keep... the
0: support that you need because this is, this is a great conversation around doing hard things, but I'm not teaching you how to make it through those seasons. I'm not teaching you in this episode how to make it through a tantrum, how to endure, how to teach in a calm time. Like this is just the idea that um, you can do it. You can do it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think we covered all the points, Terry. So just to review, when you are faced with a tough, challenging situation where you know, you get that feeling like, oh gosh, this is going to be hard. This is going to be sticky. Things might get messy. I feel scared. Like all those things. The first thing you want to do is acknowledge that fear and face it. It's a human healthy emotion to feel scared. On the other side of it is bravery and courage. Number two, use your breath and your self-calming capabilities to remain calm. You will be able to make it through and be an effective teacher and a parent who acts with integrity if you do that. Number three is, stick to your plan and your training and be willing to adapt. And then number four is celebrate your courage and bravery at the end. Because when you feel that feeling at the end, it's something that you really want to stop and say, man, I did it. High five. That was really courageous of yourself. Um, tomorrow's a fresh start. We can. I can tweak the way I did things a little bit. I can go to my coach and learn what I could have done differently. But today, I'm going to celebrate that I actually had the courage to see it through, whether it's um, sticking to a firm kind limit, Seeing your, you know, teaching your children win-wins, not engaging in power struggle uh, misbehavior, not reverting to fear and force or intimidation or revenge or hurt to teach like any, anything, small steps or big steps and just make sure you celebrate that. So I think that's all I got on that. Any other words, Terry? No, this is fun.
1: You know, I hope, you know, people out there that uh, enjoy the sports analogy. um, It it, it was fun for for me to think about it because I just keep thinking about these parallels of like, you know, most sports, there's no such thing as perfection. So that last point that you have of like, you're always making adjustments. You're always like reflecting and looking back on it. Even the best are always like saying, okay, um, how can I tweak this the next time? So there's always going to be, um, ways to improve. Let's just all as parents keep ourselves pointed in the right direction and, and marching forward in learning new tools and investing in our family it's just um that is the direction you want to head in and we're encouraging you every step of the way
0: for links and all the information included in this episode head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 56 for more information go to freshstartfamilyonline.com thanks for listening families have a great day volcano. volcano instead of respond like the firm